If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Hey, welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission spell. Spe- yeah, I am the mission specialist. Uh, you're tuned in to VoiceAmerica.com. We're with the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about mom and my mom in particular. Mother's Day yesterday. Uh, yesterday was. Uh, the first Mother's Day I've ever had without my mom. And uh, she passed away last May. So uh, we'll be talking about uh, mom and a tribute to moms everywhere and moms at all times on the day after Mother's Day. You can connect with us at braveheartsforkids.org and at braveheartsradio.org where you can find all the past episodes in the show links section Going back to September, we're finishing up eight eight months of uh, Bravehearts Radio now. Uh, You can also donate now. And if you like the work that we're doing and if you'd like to help us to continue this, uh, find the Donate Now button in the uh, show links section in uh, the uh, BraveheartsRadio.org past episodes. And uh, uh, we'd sure appreciate that. Uh, I know every organization that we work with is experiencing more and more challenges and the families of kids with cancer that Brave Hearts for Kids serves are facing challenges that even they hadn't imagined. Uh, So if you have the, 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 uh, the capacity, if you have the capability to donate now, please do that. Donate now. So, um, Mom used to make something called, she called it creme noodle. And you'd spell that like cream noodle. And it was, uh, it was a, uh, a delicacy that she would prepare for us uh, once in a while. And she had an electric fry pan, you know, the kind with the, the cord that plugged into it and it sat on the counter, uh, about uh, 13 inches square, I reckon. And she'd make a, a noodle out of, flour and water and she'd roll that together maybe a little salt in there too and she'd roll that out and smear it with sour cream and then fold those over and cut them into squares and she'd heat up some of that white Crisco in the uh, electric skillet and she'd put those noodles in there in a single layer you know just plain flour and water with a little sour cream in between the layers and they would uh, then she'd cover it she'd put some water over them and cover it and there was there was a rule having to do with that and it was you couldn't peek you couldn't take a look at it you couldn't uh, but you knew when they were done because when they were done they'd, they'd sizzle you could hear it and you could hear when those when those noodles were, were finished cooking. And we, she'd open up the, the top and the, the tops of the noodles, because uh, they never got turned. The tops would be kind of soft and doughy, and, and uh, uh, the, the bottoms would be crisp and uh, golden brown. 
you know, like uh, like the like the perfect marshmallow, right? Uh, they're you know they had golden brown to to browned, and they were crisp, and they had a little bit of that sour cream uh, softness inside. And we would have those with salt and pepper, and we thought, oh my gosh, mom, these are the best. This is this is what a treat, what a delicacy. And you know, it was kind of a mess to make them. I've made them myself, and and uh, it it's kind of a kind of a mess to make them on the counter. But you know. Uh, mom, mom would make those for us. And we thought they were, they, we thought they were the greatest treat. And I remember her telling us about how she and her mom and her sister, mom was the uh, the second of ten children, and uh, she had eight brothers. And uh, mom and her sister and her mom would uh, would fix up a batch of uh, creme noodle for her dad and the eight brothers who were out working in the fields on the farm. And they would fix up that creme noodle, Mom said, because that's all the food we had in the house. That's the kind of thing that really puts things in perspective for me sometimes. That's all the food we had in the house. Some flour and a little spoiled cream, some sour cream, and they they would make a meal out of it that in the, the next generation looked at that and or, and said, "Man, that's a treat." And sometimes we uh, you know we we take those things for granted. And I think a lot of what happens with uh, with our moms is we take things for granted. And you've heard me say many times, probably over and over and over again, gratitude is the beginning of all good things. And so if you have the chance, if you, if you still have the chance, you know, tell your mom how much you appreciate her. You know, find something that, uh, that you recollect that might be a little thing from when you were a kid. Maybe you're still a kid. And let her know about that. Let her know that you appreciate that. I, get, I guarantee you she'll, she'll, she'll be happy that you did. And it uh, might be something to really start a conversation. Maybe something to start a real tradition about, too. Uh, the creme noodle tradition. And, um, you know, there were, there were stories she would tell about, you know, the, during corn harvest. They would, they would have dinners of nothing but corn. And uh, it, uh, that's, uh, you know, just corn on the cob. And we thought corn on the cob was great. But if you're eating that the whole week, I imagine that might get a little old, too. So if you, uh, if you want, you know, if you want uh, that recipe for creme noodle, it's, uh, it's pretty easy. You could uh, rewind uh, the show, and, and uh, I'm sure you could get it. But if you'd like me to send it to you, just drop me a note at uh, missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org, and I'll send you the recipe for mom's creme noodle. It's, um, it's something that, uh, that we thought was, uh, was a real treat. Well, the, the place where, where, um, where mom was born was uh, in western Morton County, North Dakota, and if you uh, if you are at all familiar with North Dakota, the Missouri River uh, somewhat divides the east from the west part of the state. And on the on the on the uh, east side of the river is Bismarck. On the west side is uh, is Mandan. Uh, you know, I've written about Mandan a number of times, the greatest small town in America. And uh, you know, that, that mom was born outside of. Uh, 
uh, Mandan, a place they called St. Joe. And they called it St. Joe because uh, that, was, that was the name of the church in that area, St. Joe's uh, Parish around Almont, North Dakota. And so I remember going out to St. Joe with Mom. Well, I guess it was a little over 10 years ago now. And we drove out into the country, went out in the country roads southwest of Mandan. I remember it in particular because it was one of those North Dakota days where there was a there was a prairie thunderstorm that was passing passing to the east of us. So as the sun was setting and it was as it was getting into the evening, eight nine in the evening, the uh, the sun was hitting the back of that thunderstorm that those clouds that were thirty or forty miles to the east and they tower over the prairie and they're they're brilliant white and if they're close enough you can see them billowing exploding it's really like a like an explosion of of cloud that goes up there but mom and I went out to that uh, to that place to see the uh, the place at St. Joe the old church and the old house that she lived in and that she grew up in and that 10 years ago was was still standing and we we stopped and we we looked at that house and uh it was it was quite uh, an experience because the house itself was was built from uh field stones uh, back in uh you know 100 years ago or so the, uh, the, the you know construction of a of a wood framed house was something that uh, was was uh, something of a huge luxury out uh, on the prairies in western Morton County, North Dakota. So they they built it out of field stones, and they'd, you'd uh, stack these stones, and then there's some sort of a some sort of a cement or plaster that was put on the inside and the outside. So it had a, a nice uh, smooth white finish. Uh, imagine at some point it was probably painted, and the house that that we saw was uh, was a house that mom uh, mom had painted. Uh, and I mean, when I say painted, I mean uh, she uh, painted a picture of it, and she painted uh, actually painted two pictures of it. Uh, one was the picture of it the way the way I saw it, the way I remember it, and the picture that I took uh, ten years ago, which was a house that hadn't been lived in 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 many years, generation or more, her, her mom moved off the farm in, I think, about 1960. So it would have been uh, something like 50 years since uh, that house had been lived in, that uh, house made out of stones. And it, uh, it had the look of an abandoned building and the old abandoned farm and a big old tree growing right in front of the of the house and the the roots of the tree had to be uh you know underneath the house uh because it was a you know a, a tree of you know 2 feet across at the trunk that was almost uh right next to the house and uh the, the, there was um a little whip of a tree that was in the other painting that mom painted and that was uh, of a bright cheerful country home that she remembered when she was growing up and uh that was the uh that was the other painting that she did it was the picture of the house uh, from uh, the from the 30s when it was um well, it was her her house when she was a little girl and she remembered it and it had flowers around it it was bright and and cheerful and there was uh you know a, a blue summer sky above it and uh, a little whip of a tree 
in front that uh, many many years later would be this uh, this uh, big big uh, strong tree and it's uh, really the only thing that's left at that site anymore so um, tell me a little bit more about those pictures and uh, and more when we come back uh, Bravehearts Radio talking about moms my mom and um, moms everywhere and moms of all time uh, when we come back on Bravehearts Radio, stick with us. We'll be back on the other side of 60. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live Internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about mom. And uh, my mom, moms everywhere, moms of all time. Uh, connect with us at braveheartsforkids.org and at braveheartsradio.org, where you can find all the past episodes in the show link section. And you can also donate now if you'd like the work that we're doing and would like to help us continue this. It's a uh, tougher-than-ever time for the families of the 
Bravehearts for Kids kids, uh, you know, the, the uh, families that are dealing with that pediatric cancer crisis. It's uh, unimaginable to be uh, in a situation where, where uh, families are separated from one another in a situation like this. So the, all the help they can get, all the help we can give them, it's all appreciated. Do what you can. So we're also setting up our mission-building retreats and thought leader summits by Zoom video. So if you would like to participate with these, connect with me at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org or connect with me on LinkedIn, and I know uh, many have, and uh, we've been uh, setting up some terrific shows, and we've had some terrific shows with new contacts, new connections that I've made through LinkedIn. And uh, also through the National Speakers Association, man, it's been uh, it's been terrific. Just uh, meeting the people and uh, hearing the stories and getting them lined up to be on Bravehearts Radio. But those uh, those retreats, uh, the thought leader retreats uh, by Zoom video. Uh, what what I've decided to do I had a nice conversation with John Blumberg uh, recently. Remember, John was on the show on on uh, March 2nd, and uh, we talk frequently about his uh, ROI, the Return on Integrity program, and the ideas there. And we had we had this uh, conversation recently, and uh, uh, the uh, a real concern for people is how to uh, how to make things happen, how to monetize what you're doing now. And John and I really had a great conversation about this because we thought, what if it were possible to be able to just do what we do best and do what we love best and not have to worry about whether it's going to make money, whether it's monetizable. And so, you know, I I have this... uh, what if it were possible to always remember that, that the highest, the pinnacle of my idea hierarchy is to uplift others. And so I am offering uh, at no charge to anyone who wants to participate the idea hierarchy uh, retreats and programs and the mission building behavior retreats and programs uh, just contact us at uh, mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org and we'll talk about how how we can set that up because what I what I want to be able to do is do do what I do best do what I love best and you know not not even have to worry about whether it's going to make money and I probably sounds uh uh, kind of Star Trek-like, you know. No, we don't use money anymore. We just uh, all give it our best. Um, so, uh, you know, that's uh, getting getting off the topic of of uh, mom. But um, uh, I think mom would appreciate uh, what uh, what we're doing, and and I, I bet John's mom would appreciate it too. So, uh, you know, the, the the house the house of rocks. You know the uh, the house that rocks. That was uh, that was that, that's uh, that's another story, but uh, the house of rocks was the house that that mom grew up in. She was born in 1926, so she'd be 94 now. She was uh, uh, she she'd be 94 later this year, I suppose, in November. But uh, she was 92 when she passed away last May. Um, she was. Um, she would have been uh, just 34 years old when her mom moved away from that house of the rocks. But she painted the, 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 the two houses. She painted pictures of those. And uh, recently, uh, the, the last month, you know, you haven't heard me on the, on the radio live here lately. And part of the reason for that is uh, we, were, we were moving. And moving is, 
it's such a big project. It's it's like uh, there's not much else that gets done when when you're when you're moving. So on the uh, on the twentieth, that was twentieth uh, of April. That was the day that the um, that the movers came. So I had a uh, pre-recorded show with uh, uh, Aaron Beverly uh, scheduled for the twenty seventh, and we just put that on on the twentieth. We uh, had a uh, had an encore, the regularly scheduled show with Aaron on the twenty seventh, and uh, they, that was uh, pre-recorded and scheduled for that date. And then last week, May fourth, uh, just uh, it was wasn't set up to do anything quite yet. So uh, we did uh, an encore presentation of uh, the interview that uh, I did with Sherry in uh, December last year on. Uh, uh, the the uh, the value of appreciation in advance, and you know one of one of my favorite programs, and I'd, I'd talked to several people about that in the past uh, a few weeks, so I thought that's probably a good one to to put put up there again. So, um, talking about the House of Rocks and the House that Rocks, uh, the House of Rocks was the was the painting that uh, that Mom did. Uh, when she was, you know, of the picture when she was a little girl, and the picture when uh, when uh, it was uh, uh, abandoned and deserted, and the way that uh, we had we had looked, uh, we had seen it uh, later on. Uh, so two different versions of that house, and she painted them both. And when we were moving, I found those pictures. Um, you know, we got we'd move and go from you know one place to another, and uh, you know you pack things away, and you, I I tend to outsmart myself when I when I put things away sometimes, and I don't know if you ever do this where you outsmart yourself and you say, um, I'm going to put this in some place where I know, I, I'm going to I know I'm going to find it when I need it or when I want it, and uh, as soon as I saw the box. Uh, that that those two paintings were in, I knew exactly what what was in it, and I I was really happy to have found that because among the greatest treasures that I have are the things uh, in, in terms of things are the things that 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 I got from my mom and that um, you know the things that she made. You know, paintings she painted these. You know, she painted these with her own hands. She's a pretty good artist. And she uh, she didn't do that until uh, you know later in life when we were you know kids were already in in school and and uh, you know getting going with other things. So she painted those pictures the the, the house that uh, uh, the little house of uh, made of rocks that was uh, uh, the house that she grew up in as a little girl and uh, uh, the uh, the house that we saw later on. The other painting that uh, that I that I found. Is something I call I call Shackford, and uh, what this is it's um, it's a house uh, out in western North Dakota in Slope County, and uh, I, I always uh, describe Slope County as uh, you know, man, it's the it's about one of the most uh, sparsely populated places you'll find. Uh, the the county seat Amadon has twenty three people living there. And uh, I describe it as so small that it has the name of the town on both sides of the sign. You know, that's a small town, even by North Dakota standards. But uh, in Slope County, there's a place uh, that it's, it's actually one of these houses that has a name, and the name of the house is Shackford. And it's, a, it's an old, 
Well, when we would go deer hunting out there. And the first time we went out there would be 1985. And I remember it, I used to hunt with, with my dad, and he said, we're going out to stay in a log cabin. And so I thought, okay, I better get my, my warmest gear because uh, November in North Dakota can be uh, unpredictable at best. So we get out there, and this uh, sure, it's a log cabin, but it's three stories high. And it's uh, the the main floor is uh, made out of limestone blocks, and so the the windows in the kitchen have a ledge about uh, about two feet deep because uh, the the, uh, the the first floor is about two feet thick. Uh, the uh, limestone first floor and second floor uh, log cabin, third floor log cabin, and it there's a there's a little uh, stream called Deep Creek that run, winds uh, in front of that. And one day, on a November day, you know, so fall colors, uh, not a lot of trees, but there are bushes along the rivers uh, and streams in North Dakota. And Deep Creek was, a, uh, in, in terms of western North Dakota, kind of a substantial little body of water. So uh, Deep Creek wound in front of this place called Shackford. And I was, uh, I was out uh, uh, walking around before... Uh, before we went out hunting, and it was uh, shortly after sunrise, I reckon, and I, I took a picture of that, a photograph, and I, I liked the photograph a lot, and uh, Mom took that and made a picture out of it. She painted it, and she painted that picture, and it looks just like the picture. Man, it's a beautiful, beautiful rendition of this uh, Shackford, and it, it shows the... Um, the fall colors in this uh, log cabin with the limestone base uh, to in the in the lower left portion in the and the buttes and mesa of North Dakota that kind of a uh, that kind of a scene where this is located and it's uh, it's it's really a beautiful picture another thing that that mom did that uh, she was so talented and uh, back in 1992 that she did this. Um, so something I've had for a long time. Uh, she was so uh, so talented in uh, in painting and the arts, uh, but it, it it came later in life. She um, she was very um, uh, you know very much uh, the uh, the stay at home mom and uh, took care of things. But I remember when she was taking uh, classes, she was taking college classes in painting and art, and uh, she was so excited about that. And so, uh, and, and very much involved in in the in the fine arts too. Uh, there was something called uh, community concerts that uh, she helped with, and was one of the leaders of the community concerts program in uh, North Dakota at uh, Valley City State College, where uh, my dad was a teacher. And the uh, the big auditorium with the blue velvet seats and the marble white marble statues on the side. That's where we had those community concerts. And I don't know what the capacity is. Maybe a thousand people in that uh, auditorium. Maybe five hundred. It's it's not really that big, but it's a pretty uh, pretty cool place for a kid to go to when you're uh, when your mom is setting up concerts. And I don't think we really appreciated some of the things that. Um, that she was involved in with that at that time, because as a kid you're thinking, well, you 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 just you know you know that you're growing up, and um, and you, um, you you go to the concert because you know because you uh, you're supposed to you you go in with the family, and later on you realize, man, that's something that uh, that 
it's a pretty unique experience to get to have this kind of uh, this kind of um, musical and uh, cultural heritage from the you know the uh, Chinese acrobats and the uh, Russian dancers and and uh, you know all kinds of musicians and strings and brass and and symphony and all kinds of things like that that were that were what what she was putting together and she was doing this and always as a volunteer. You know, so, um, yeah, a brave heart, right? And all um, yeah, reminiscing about the, uh, the the concerts and the arts and things like that. Uh, got so got some more uh, things to talk about uh, about my mom, and you know, I think about uh, moms in general. Maybe your mom is like this too. Uh, I'll be back with you on the other side of 60 Seconds on Bravehearts Radio. Stick with us. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned into voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I am grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about mom. Uh, you can connect with us with, at BraveHeartsForKids.org. Uh, you can connect with us at BraveHeartsRadio.org. 
And there you can also find all the past episodes in the show links section. And uh, you can also donate. You can donate now to Brave Hearts for Kids if you like the work that we're doing and you'd like to help us continue to do this and, and do the work that we're doing to help uh, families of children that have cancer. BraveHeartsForKids.org. Uh, we are, um, uh, you know, I always bring up the uh, uh, national day calendar in the beginning of the third segment. Uh, we, you know, we've been talking about mom, and and the, the the reason for that, of course, was Mother's Day is yesterday, and of course, uh, my mom was uh, the best mom ever. And I don't know how many people I've heard say, "Hey, my mom was the best mom ever." I think that's a good feeling to have. I'm grateful for that. Um, yesterday, I noticed on the National Day calendar, it's also National Clean Up Your Room Day. Uh, I don't know if if uh, if that was part of your experience uh, with uh, uh, with your mom, but uh, I remember having to you know clean up my room and uh, going through the closet and cleaning things up. Man, that, it seemed like that would take forever, and uh, it probably took a better part of an hour to do that kind of stuff. But uh, okay, so today is uh, May 11th, and uh, today is Eat What You Want Day. Uh, foam rolling day. I'm not sure I get that one. Twilight Zone day. There's got to be a reason today is Twilight Zone day. And uh, women's checkup day. Uh, it sounds like an important one. So uh, women's uh, checkup day. You know, make sure to uh, keep your health uh, keep your health going. Um, but eat what you want day. That's uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, Mom, um, remember she. She didn't usually buy uh, Captain Crunch or uh, uh, you know the the, uh, the fancy stuff uh, for us. She would buy uh, you know Wheaties was about as fancy as it got. Um, it was a lot of, we we had grew up eating a lot of uh, Cheerios and shredded wheat and uh, good old fashioned oatmeal and some things like that. Um, and uh, gosh, I remember one day I uh, I was wasn't feeling like going to school, so I. Uh, I got the, the, the old thermometer. She you know, put that under my tongue, and I'm sitting there in the kitchen, and she goes to get one of the other kids up, my brother or sister. And I see that uh, that water uh, at, in the pot that's uh, going to be boiling soon that she's going to put the oatmeal in. It was the old-fashioned way of making it. And I thought, well, you know, if I got a fever, I, will, uh, I, I, I won't have to go to school. So I, I thought, I'll just dip that thermometer in that hot water. <laughs> It didn't take long before that popped, and so uh, um, I had a broken thermometer and a poor excuse uh, for uh, for not being able to go to school. So I, I imagine that uh, don't remember the real outcome of that. I think I, I did have to go to school that day. Um, reminds me of a story. A friend of mine said that he uh, he got busted one time. He he went to school after being gone for three days. And he, he brought a note with him, and he thought, this will get me off the hook. He said, uh, uh, please excuse Greg from being absent the past three days. He has been home sick, signed, my mom. And uh, he didn't understand right away why that, uh, why that didn't work. So, um, yeah, so uh, mom had... Uh, uh, you know, she she would make the uh, 
the the, uh, the the breakfast for us, and she would get the stuff like uh, Cheerios and Wheaties. And uh, it was reminded of National Eat What You Want Day because she said, "When you're all grown up, and when you're on your own, you can you can buy and eat as much of that stuff as you want." You know, so. Uh, uh, you know that uh, that means that I can I can have as much Captain Crunch as I want now. Uh, I don't really buy a lot of Captain Crunch anymore. Uh, actually, don't eat a lot of whole, don't eat a lot of cereal. Um, we normally have a couple of eggs and and an avocado for breakfast around here. So uh, that's uh, that's what we, you know. Eat what you want. Um, National Eat What You Want Day. Um, one of the things that I uh, remember that is, uh, you know, a few of my favorite things, is um, in 1979, you know, think about this, this is going to be 41 years ago, uh, I, got a, I got a cookbook for Christmas from Mom. And uh, inside it's got a little note that says, To a budding gourmet Lots of love, Mom, Christmas 1979. The book is just called The Cook's Book. And it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, it's an old book, you know, because it was, I don't know if it was, uh, if it was the first edition, but man, it's, a, it's, it's been, uh, it's been around, it's been on the, on the counter and a lot of, a lot of times when recipes are being made. And then it's got, uh, it's got uh, loose leaf recipes that have been stuffed in there too. There's another book that, uh, that I have and it's a little, uh, it's a little three ring binder and it's recipes, uh, that uh, that mom made, and she made it, and so they're her recipes, handwritten, and they're, uh, you know, just uh, those uh, little recipe cards that are they're they're handwritten, and uh, you know even even stuff like brown butter sauce, you know, brown some butter and cubes of bread and and uh, you know that kind of stuff that's in uh, in that little uh, recipe book uh, that uh, handwritten. Uh, by mom's hand, and so that uh, you know that cookbook. That's one. Of, that's you know one of those things. That's uh, when I say these are a few of my favorite things, um, and I I I I still do enjoy cooking. And I remember she would take us to the library, and we did we did that a lot. You know that was a big source of entertainment. And I I remember going to there was a kids' library downstairs. And there was the adult library upstairs, you know, the the regular library. It's uh, what they call a Carnegie Library in Valley City. Um, that was uh, the uh, uh, the industrialist Andrew Carnegie that uh, had uh, donated a lot of money to uh, communities so that they could build libraries. The way I understand it, and that's so they call that a Carnegie Library. And it's a it's a beautiful building. And downstairs there was um, uh, there was a, uh, uh, a you know a, a kids library. And I remember over and over checking out certain books about dinosaurs. And I remember over and over checking out a certain cookbook. And I think it was just called the Kids Cookbook. And, and there were things in there that, um, uh, that, that, we would, that we would try and that we would make. And there was one thing that I, we, we never did make. And I always thought this would be kind of fun to do sometime. And I never did it. Uh, but it was, um, it was a, a castle cake. And uh, there was, there, so there was a, a, you'd make a sheet cake 
and then cut it into uh, building blocks and essentially make the castle out of that and then frost it and decorate it and, and uh, maybe put some, now, nowadays you probably put some little Lego knights on it or something like that and, and decorate it that way. So, um, but that was, uh, that was, that was, uh, of course, I was a kid that was interested in being an architect too back then. And, um, and so, uh, that was, that was one of those things. It was, uh, it was a, a recipe that we, that we, we, we never did, we never did try that one, but, uh, she always encouraged me to do that. Always encouraged me to do the, you know, to, to, to do the things that I, that I wanted to do. And, what um, the the one quote, uh, if I remember one thing from mom that she would say to me, the one thing that she would say that I, that I most remember is, "You can be anything you want to be. You can be anything you want to be." And you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to be who you could be, and it's it's never too late to take that opportunity to become what what you can be, and to be everything that you can be. Um, it, you know, if there's if there's anything that um, that is of value. Of greater value than than those paintings that are wonderful, that are lovingly made. That the cookbook that for forty years I've been making recipes from this cookbook. Anything that that exceeds those in value from from mom, it's it's that advice and that confidence and her knowing, just her knowing, you can be whatever you want to be. And I bet your mom had that feeling for you. And I hope she did. And I hope you know that. And I hope, I hope you recognize that if you have a chance to let her know that you're grateful for that, thank her for that. That's about as good as it gets. You know, to, to be able to say, Mom, I, you know, I, I appreciate the confidence that you had in me, that you have in me. And I'm, I'm, I'm becoming everything I was meant to be. That's dream come true for moms. So that was the thing that I remember most about mom. And um, there's one more thing that I'll, I'll tell you about on the other side of the, the last break. But um, we're coming up, on, uh, coming up on our final break this afternoon, talking about moms and... Uh, all the things that I, well, maybe not all the things, but so many of the things that I remember, good things about my mom and uh, missing mom. Uh, this first time uh, I've had a Mother's Day that uh, she hasn't been with us. So uh, be with you on the other side of 60 seconds. Stick with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about mom. Uh, my mom, maybe your mom, uh, moms of all places and all times. You can connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org and, of course, on BraveHeartsRadio.org where you can find all the past episodes in the show links section on uh, BraveHeartsRadio.org. And you can also donate now if you like the work that we're doing, if you like the work that Brave Hearts for Kids is doing and you'd like to help us continue this. And remember that we are setting up uh, mission-building retreats and thought leader summits and idea hierarchy uh, retreats and summits and coaching and so forth by Zoom video. So if you'd like to participate with these, uh, contact me at uh, mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Uh, it's, uh, it's free right now. Uh, want to make sure that uh, we are able to do what we can right now. Um, you know, someone from my, uh, from, from my mom's generation that was uh, on the show recently, Frank Larson, uh, when I when I asked him, uh, you know, at the end of the conversation with him, I said, "What do, what does the world need right now uh, with with everything that's going on? What does the world need right now?" And Frank said, "Love," and then he said, um, "and respect." We've gone a long way from respecting one another. I know I kind of bounce from topic to topic here, but um, love and respect are a couple of things that are just the most important part my recollection of my mom and I hope of your mom and 
if you're a mom or if you're, you know, I hope that love and respect are, are such a big part of, of that, that, um, most other things just wouldn't be remembered nearly so well. I remember reading a book some years ago, probably about 10 years ago. And if I remember right, the title of the book was Philia Eros Agape. And it was a a book about uh, different kinds of love. Uh, Philios, uh, or brotherly love. the, 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 The city Philadelphia is uh, named for this kind of love, the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Philios, uh, eros, that's erotic love, a different kind of love. And then agape, and the way that they describe agape is, is the godlike love, unconditional love. Now, I, I, I realize that most traditions in, re- in religion in particular don't feature a God that is unconditionally loving. But I think that's exactly what God is, is unconditional love, unconditional love, infinite grace. And I've always thought that the, the best example of agape of unconditional love that we have in our world is the love that a mother has for her children. And that was my experience with mom. The idea that, that we were, we were loved unconditionally. And I think that that's something that is that, that what a, what a way to remember someone as is to say she was someone who loved us unconditionally in with agape with, with the godlike love that's that's something that i have such a hard hard time understanding that and and it's but it but it you know, unconditional is unconditional and that's uh uh, that's something like I can say. I, I don't think there's another there, there's another example of that in our world, uh, other than the mother's love for her child or for her children. And so uh, that's um, that's a that's a tribute to moms everywhere. To my mom, um, she did give me a little plaque. It's, it's it's kind of water stained. It's uh, it's a Hallmark plaque. It still says that on the back. This thing is old. I mean, I got this probably was still in high school. Got a little picture of a sail. It's about a four by six picture. I think it's what they call decoupage. Uh, it's uh, it's a little picture that's on a piece of wood, and it's a sailboat kind of at sunset, and it's got a quote, and it says it's from Richard Bach illusions and he says your only obligation in any lifetime is to be true to yourself that was the message i got from my mom the only obligation in any lifetime is to be true to yourself and she said you can be anything you want to be 
and she loved unconditionally. Thanks, Mom. I miss you, and I miss I miss Mom. Uh, this year is the first Mother's Day that um, that I uh, you know, didn't have a, a, a mom alive to uh, to wish Happy Mother's Day to. So, if you have that chance, you know, hey, don't wait until next year. Um, do what you can now. Well, that's my tribute to my mom, Rose Reinbold, and to mothers everywhere and mothers of all times. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks for joining us. We've been talking about mom here on Brave Hearts Radio on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to check us out at bravehearts4kids.org and please consider donating now. Uh, if you are interested in our video online mission building workshops and retreats, email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. And please plan to join us every Monday at 4, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Eastern. You can figure out the translation to Central and Pacific time, right? Mountain time. Next week, we'll be talking about what you can do to help with homelessness and hunger in your city right now. Yes, what you can do to help with homelessness and hunger in your city right now. We'll be talking with uh, our guest. It will be Jacqueline Hayes, and she's from the Chicago Help Initiative. Join us next week for that. Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Appreciate your mom. We'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time. 